Welcome back to another episode of the Equoc Chat podcast, the podcast where we tell inspiring stories to open doors. So today I'm joined by Kaylee, who I invited on to talk about equestrian modeling, but we ended up going down so many rabbit holes because she is also an animal scientist. Kaylee, thank you so much for coming on. Um, first question, how do you actually pronounce your name? So full name is Kaylee Denhire. Very unusual, I know. I've always <laughs> read it as like Hedger and I know that that's not right. It looks more complicated than what it sounds, but no, it's the Dutch Dutch side of me. Excellent. Um, so can you tell me a little, bit, a little bit about what you do at the moment? Yep, so full time I work in a clinical research lab. So I work in clinical pathology, so processing of blood samples, variety of different samples we get in, different tests that we're running, whether it's biochemistry, hematology, coagulation, huge variety. So I work there Monday to Friday, that's my main job. And then obviously do the equine modeling on the on the side. It's more like a zero hour contract, mm-hmm. but that is my working life at the minute. Like the modeling's kind of like your side hustle. Yes, yes. So it was something that you know it's always been something you want to do so it worked out great because you can do it in your own time I don't need to worry about fitting it in with work obviously if I do get shoots I take the time out but it's mostly weekends or evenings so it's quite good you don't need to be thinking about doing it all the time mm-hmm. so it, it's, it works out great when you work 40 hours yeah I bet <laughs> and I bet working in a lab is really intense as well it is intense even just wearing the white lab coat every day <laughs> and the safety goggles but it's it's good and I've learned so much especially I don't have a degree so I think I'm in an opportunity where I can progress and I am looking at doing an open degree so I can potentially move up but I'm mm-hmm. still a bit not sure what I want to do career-wise so yeah. again with the modeling you're meeting people through it so Definitely. it is a good let's say a doorway into potential opportunities yeah. so it's you never not know who you're gonna meet no exactly exactly and you're represented by an agency aren't you yes so I'm represented by CS Equine Models so they are a UK-based company and they were formed we became live, I would say is the best word to use, probably in was it January 2022 was mm-hmm. when it really came and the models started getting interviewed and everything like that. So by the April 2022, I got signed by them. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very new. It's still starting off. There's no equine model agency like that in the UK. It's yeah. not a thing. So it's definitely a good venture. Yeah, Great definitely. opportunity as well. So I was, yeah, I was very happy to take it. Yeah. How did you get into modeling like in the first place? So this is where it gets a bit sticky. So basically, <laughs> I am not a big, like I'm not an influencer. I never took, you know, high quality images on my Instagram, nothing like that. So basically, I got contacted by it was someone who's in marketing and basically they were setting up a shoot for influencers Mm -hmm. again don't know how I ended up there not an influencer (laughs) at all so basically invited to a shoot I was kind of reluctant to go it didn't seem like it was going to be real because the address I got was in Leith at the biscuit factory (laughs) and I've showed up and it's just this huge warehouse looking building and I was like oh no like this is this is where it's going to end isn't it so then you go in and it was so basically we got told in the bottom of the Instagram DM, getting quite dodgy, but it worked out. So it was more like a boudoir type shoot. Okay. Again, I wasn't confident in my body to even do that. So I ended up starting off with like lingerie and like fashion. Mm-hmm. 
And then throughout, so that was July 2021, I started that. And then I got invited to more shoots, started becoming an oncoming thing. So then again, I got a bit more confident with myself. Mm-hmm. But when I look back at the images, I'm like, that's not me. That's not yeah. like, I don't want to be shooting and launch it. I don't feel comfortable to be doing that. So done yeah. a couple of shoots and started working with some photographers who actually made it look a lot better. And this environment, you get people who are there and I mean, they do almost use you and try and get you to go say certain positions and mm-hmm. it's you know that's not right that's not comfortable mm-hmm. especially I've done I've, I've applied for a couple of pageants and done the trainings done mm-hmm. photo shoots before they show you how to sit yourself position so I knew it wasn't right mm-hmm. so then I worked with a couple of really good photographers got some great images but again not what I wanted to do and I think it was just a couple of photos I'd done with the horses and mm-hmm. I was like oh this is this is like more, more me. me yeah like I prefer I would rather have a good pair of breeches on <laughs> and a base layer and be able to be outside I prefer shooting outside was one thing I realized yeah so then Charlie who is the founder of CS Equine Models she had posted on Instagram saying big things coming mm-hmm. look out for it and I think that was by so it would have been the January 2021 the applications mm-hmm. you were able to apply basically so I thought why not I mean there's well, especially TikTok built over like Coven things like that so yeah. there's a lot more equine influencers again yeah. never a thing people with horses because Covid horses came about all that so there was a lot of applicants I think over 200 I think there was mm-hmm. and then after that we got an email saying there was going to be interviews so then we went just FaceTime with Charlie and she just wanted to find out a bit about you mm-hmm. again she's based quite far down south like Chester kind of yeah. area so I was like I'm Scotland quite far up but no by the March I'd found out I'd actually got in so 20 of us got in mm-hmm. so it was you know I was really proud of myself because the portfolio that I used wasn't the one I was proud of because it yeah. was images that I wasn't too happy with but I met a friend called Nathan he's a great photographer and he actually made me love my face which was I, I hated it like if I was getting shoots done it was kind of like look away mm-hmm. didn't want to be there but he built my portfolio and I was so so confident with it so took those images to Charlie mm-hmm. managed to get in and it was when the contract came through I was like this is for real this is happening yeah so it was best thing ever and then I'd done the portfolio shoot with the models who all got in and with Charlie and she's a show jumper as well so just even meeting her and her boyfriend like they're they are a bit like influencers like I can say that and she's modeled with like Hunter Woodshavens and she's sponsored by them as well so Mm -hmm. she knows what she's doing knows the people and it was just the best thing like the images still are used so much with me like I just felt in my place in my environment and now I've never ever shot fashion or lingerie I will never go back there because I'm it's just not for me so it's yeah started off not sure I wanted to do that and now it's just I find my love which is a pair of riding boots and a horse that's it sorted yeah I think that's like the cool thing isn't it when you find someone that is doing the thing that you love in the environment that you Mm -hmm. love but those two environments don't necessarily like always meet up yeah so it is obviously quite a rare thing to Mm -hmm. find like a modeling agency that is horsey yeah and to have people that you can talk to about the modeling but also talk about horses like you've literally come over and we're like an hour and a half in and we've literally (laughs) just didn't talk about horses the entire time before we hit record because there was so much Mm -hmm. content to catch up on but it's so good just to be able to talk horses with someone and then exactly actually hit off to do whatever it is that you're then like going on to do yeah 
my next question is what have your experiences been like within the modeling <laughs> industry and I guess your answer did kind of cover some of that it's, it's quite obviously... broad I do apologize <laughs> <laughs> don't apologize I guess how did you sort of find that like how does it sort of impact you obviously like you said it wasn't the yeah, most comfortable so place for you to be initially especially mentally like as I was saying it was I mean I've still got these photos and I look back and see back then I thought oh this was great you know I was posting them on Instagram mm-hmm. and now they're not on my Instagram because yeah. I've looked back and thought that's not me not that's me. not who I am because it was just I've never been almost a revealing person like it's mm-hmm. just never been me I've always been quite private so to mm-hmm. do that was I think I was in I wasn't in a great headspace you know I'd come out of relationships so I, it was more just me being almost wild like oh I can do this now like it's, it's great exactly yeah so back then I was like oh this is great and it did help my confidence but then after doing more with the horses and doing what I wanted to do yeah it made me see I hate them now like that's yeah. not me and I, like mentally it was challenging because mm-hmm. I knew these photos were still live like I'd shot with my friend's lingerie company so yeah. I know that they were on her Instagram page so it'll never be a race but it was an experience and I mean it's it's paid off massively I got my confidence in front of a camera yeah because before I would be like no I'm not looking into the lens I'm looking up at the sky so it was just no it's you know it has had its challenges especially being there with influencers you know Mm. they are people almost picture them as being that's how you want to be and how you want to almost look like because especially Mm. now after COVID as I was saying there's that many influencers that a lot of people are looking up to them they want to work for Instagram TikTok whatever but to me I was like that's one not who I am but two I've you could tell the difference between an influencer and a model and who'd Mm -hmm. done that and I learned that at an event last year actually after I'd been signed with Charlie Mm -hmm. and I was at an influencer event and it was also a modeling event as well so there was the two kind of different people and you could tell who was who what is the difference so obviously your influencers are constantly you know filming their day-to-day lives because that's what they're doing is just building content so the phones are always up they're taking photos of everything videos like everything's perfect positions Mm -hmm. whereas you look at the models and they're maybe getting photos taken but you know Mm -hmm. they're posing and it's they interact more with people rather than on their phones I would definitely say it was one thing I picked up because I was with a photographer friend and he actually said the same he was like you can tell who is who because models don't really do I mean there is ones on TikTok who do film their daily lives because they do that as well as modeling but kind of like your more UK influencers I would say especially in Scotland the event was in Edinburgh so you could tell who was who but I think just being in a background where now it's more a question they do we do have a question influencers Mm -hmm. in the brand as well Mm -hmm. so it's that's great because we get to work with them as well but there is just a big difference I'm still quite a private person for being Mm -hmm. a model so I don't really fill my day-to-day life which I probably could start doing but again it's just yeah you do what you want to do don't you yeah so I and think if you that's what's good if you don't have a need to like film what you're doing every day then exactly you don't really also have the want to do it I yeah guess. and just don't have the time gap <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fair enough you know you've got two horses as well in a busy life yes so. <laughs> absolutely um what do you think like the biggest challenge has been that you've had to face so I think when I first got into the agency you think you know oh I get the you know the agency's new but you do kind of expect you're going to get all this work in, that you're going to be doing this and that, and you're mm-hmm. going to work with, say, all these big brands. Mm-hmm. But in reality, things are still building. They're still building, not quite a foundation, but you are at the same time because it's yeah. a new agency. It's just come about. So I think I overestimated how much work I was going to get. And yeah. 
and I'm so grateful for the work I have got because I was saying I don't you know document my my daily life or make a lot of TikToks so I actually worked with a brand through Charlie and the agency it was Equiel a clothing brand so it was a Valentine's uh, TikTok video I was to do and an Instagram post and for me making and editing a TikTok Mm. done basic ones Mm -hmm. but doing something like this being able to get all the different angles being Mm -hmm. able to show the actual clothing in itself it -hmm. it was hard because I was like I've never done this it It is (laughs) a lot of skill goes into Mm -hmm. it I think I done I made one video and basically like I didn't get a lot of good angles I was maybe doing the same pose Mm -hmm. but when you're a model you maybe do the same pose but you change something slightly so then when you go to make a video for an equestrian brand you're wanting to show off that brand rather than yourself you're wanting to show the brand what it's like to wear so Mm -hmm. it was definitely a lot more difficult than what I thought it was going to be but after a couple takes you know it lived on Valentine's Day it was perfect and I mean I've not really made a lot of videos since then but now I've got the basics of editing and through the help of Charlie like she was great she um helps like with just any finishing details of it but it was challenging yeah and then especially I've maybe had work like here and there or a brand using the images as well so Mm -hmm. they basically pay to use images but it's like surreal like you don't it doesn't feel almost normal doing it but Mm -hmm. it's it is good but as I say you do expect to get all this work in but it it comes as it goes and as the agencies grow and we're getting a lot more models in a lot more Mm -hmm. influencers and again the distance for me is a big challenge because I've got to travel a lot of the time down to England and Mm -hmm. you'll know yourself what it's like going down to England it can be quite difficult and finding hotels to stay at but I'm willing to do it obviously for the brand and Mm -hmm. for the agency because it's all experience at the end of the day and plus you meet so many people as we were saying earlier so I think it's no it will come so I'm just grateful to be a part of something that will I think grow into something really successful so I'm glad definitely Mm. like I think it's such a good idea and especially there's so many different like equestrian clothing brands that are like popping up now like Mm -hmm. there's there's just hundreds of thousands of them like well that's what TikTok's been so good for I know a lot of small businesses that I've seen lately even looking for brand ambassadors Mm -hmm. because they're you say they're so new they're starting out but Mm -hmm. every one of them is different with even for their logo for a starter mm-hmm. and I know one company that's coming up they've changed the style of top so it's more shaped in at the waist rather than just a straight cut so mm-hmm. it's just little things like this but it's going to be a booming market we've gone from you know like Shires and Toggy and yeah all these traditional to, brands mm-hmm, that we all know so all these you know different brands like you saw at Blair the other weekend yeah. the amount of clothing stores that were there that never used to be there so it's but it's exciting as well because there's a lot more riders I'm starting to see and that's where the models are coming from Mm -hmm. where the influencers are coming from so I think it's I mean TikTok and Instagram sorry I've got a huge part to play because yeah I mean for advertising for people you know a lot of them are professional riders so they do use that as a that's their account basically to Mm -hmm. be able to show this and what they're doing their training so I think it's it is really good but maybe I could be a little bit more active on mine just to be able to you know do a lot more and I've not shot this year actually I think just you know you know what it's like Mm -hmm. things get on top of you you get busy like changing jobs so I think life definitely exactly but I've got a shoot coming up in September so I'm looking forward to getting some more autumn winter content in and then hopefully next year we'll get something sorted and yeah I'm looking forward to seeing what will happen yeah um you were saying that you were like having to film your own content like so what sort of the expectation like do you set up a camera and then like film yourself doing stuff or do you have people that help you like? basically so the first one I done the first video I shoot was I had obviously everyone's got a traditional ring light obviously with a little remote so TikTok's good because you can you know 
have a countdown so mm-hmm. then it goes for maybe say like five seconds and obviously you can film up to is it three minutes now or something something like that is extended so you can cut quite a lot of it have a countdown mm-hmm. so I done that all by myself you know just quickly having to click the button get yourself into place yeah. but trying to do that you know if you're throwing something at the camera to do a transition is yeah. takes a few takes yeah. <laughs> just to maybe get the throw right but and my, were you doing this with a horse as well so I've done this this was just myself purely thank yeah. god I've, to do with horse. I've tried to make one with a horse and if they're not cooperating <laughs> it's not easy and to be fair I've not even introduced them to the ring light just yet mm. so that's that's yet to come mm-hmm. but I do try and get people to help me like I've, my sister's quite good she you know I just say film that for me and she'll do it yeah so it's quite good so she helps me on the second video because it was a we were able to basically get the angle of the brand had the logo come down the leg mm-hmm. so we wanted to try and get it you know at an angle moving up so you could see it just to change it up so it yeah. wasn't same movement same like poses things like that so she she's helped big time and if there's people at the yard I'm like just hold my phone for a second <laughs> so it's always a team effort but I think you you know I need to employ an assistant for up there even to hold the horse you know yeah there's only so much one person can do (laughs) I've definitely Mm. found that like when I've been trying to make content for this like I underestimate how difficult it is Mm -hmm. because you see the content like on Instagram and TikTok and you're like oh it looks looks amazing but like how hard can it be very very difficult is Mm -hmm. the answer very difficult it's so it's so challenging and even just getting like things like lighting right exactly that's I mean my ring light well it's only like maybe 60 centimeters (laughs) so it's not big so if especially in winter you know it's a lot harder to get content it's dark you know it's just barn lighting so <laughs> by the light the of a head torch know, exactly <laughs> it's not the nicest of lighting that you want to work in but yeah. that's why I'm trying to use you know the nice sunsets we've been getting to mm, my advantage and get some nice shoots yeah and I need someone with a drone that's what I need next yeah. and get some drone footage I think that's something that's on the list so I know my friend Nathan has one so I'm expecting him <laughs> to come out with it <laughs> oh. Um, what do you find like the most rewarding about what it is that you do so from a modeling side or are we going cl- the clean path side as well we can, we can do both <laughs> we can do both we've got lots of layers going on here that, that's true they, you know I'm not quite like a book but there's a lot going on there <laughs> So obviously like the clean path side, like it is, I work in quite a difficult, you know, environment. It is mm-hmm. obviously research and there is, you know, a lot of controversial about that and, mm-hmm. you know, different opinions, which is, it is difficult. So most of the time, you know, I'm kind of just like, yeah, work in the lab, which I do. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you know, you get animal samples and things like that. So you are having to analyze and process data that's like a sick animal or something, mm-hmm. So I have worked in the dick vet as well before. So basically I'm seeing what would happen after that animal's been tested. So mm-hmm. that is so challenging if you see something that's sick and you, you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But it's rewarding at the end of the day because you can catch something that's potentially unwell and then mm-hmm. it's going to get worse. But obviously you can treat it and mm-hmm. that is very rewarding. And there's always like, you know, we're always moving in science as well. So I think that's it's an endless opportunity but again it's hard because there is so many different opinions of it and what should be done what shouldn't Mm -hmm. so it it is a challenge but a reward in itself because I mean looking just through you know vaccines that we've had and different treatments for different diseases like it is going somewhere Mm -hmm. but you'll never get anyone to accept that almost so I think it's almost like a blessing in disguise being able to work somewhere and see what actually happens especially when I've seen it from a veterinary point of view like Mm -hmm. we're maybe treating an animal with a drug that's 
obviously been tried and tested elsewhere in its past so you mm-hmm. you kind of see both sides so mm-hmm. definitely it hit me where I work when I worked in a vet when you treat an animal it gets better with a drug that say I've seen and like seen the results for basically so I definitely rewarding in that aspect but being able to do the maudlins it almost takes the weight of that off because I'm yeah. doing something that I love and I keep looking like I mean as I say my career's not closed I know myself I don't want to stay and research because it's not what I want to do anymore I feel like I've got to a point and I've kind of plateaued and I'm like I want to move mm-hmm. out of this so that's where the agency has been great it's been able to you know work with brands and meet people and I yeah. think that's the main thing so you know I would love to say work with like a feed company something like that because it's still in a research environment because you're still being able to you know research what this feed might do for this Mm -hmm. horse and I feel like that's still where I want to go but in an environment that's more for me and being able you know as I was speaking to you earlier about my previous horse and Mm -hmm. she had the ulcers so when I was speaking to someone at Blair about a good like gastric supplement just even the research that she was telling me about what the vets had to go through like the kind of clinical trials like it's similar to what I do Mm -hmm. but I feel like it would be more for me it's in a almost like a better way because it's for horses and yeah as we know our life is for horses isn't it so I feel like (laughs) that's where that's where your heart is yeah that's where both the work that I do probably plays in because it's made me realize Mm -hmm. not happy there but I'm happy in this kind of you know area with the equine uh, modeling so I think being able to then try and push myself to try and work in the equine environment again as we were speaking about earlier so it's yeah it is both rewarding jobs and I'm grateful for both of them but I think it's it's made me realize where I want to go in life which is yeah we always need a next step don't we definitely mm-hmm. there's I mean there's a lot to unpack there there's mm-hmm. so much that I want to say um <laughs> how did you get into doing the lab work in the first place because like when I first met you I had no idea that that was what you yeah. did that was a total surprise me like, I work in a lab and I'm like where <laughs> yeah so um basically I started studying animal science so I started off with animal care mm-hmm. and then went to do animal science at SRUC mm-hmm. and I got there and I you know I passed my first year it was brilliant enjoyed it didn't want to go into second year because then I kind of thought where do I want to go but again that's where I've got regret because if I'd stayed it would have been easier to have had a degree and move into the equine feed mm-hmm. industry because you were able to then obviously study do the nutritional course things yeah. like that but life took me to the lab so I started off there and be completely honest I was naive I didn't know what was going on what was happening I was 18 I think so to me I thought it was a vet again (laughs) a little naive me so I started off there and you know it hits you because you're like this is you hear about things but you don't obviously see it and it's you know it's not a bad environment to be in Mm. at all like I learned so much but I always said I want to use this to impact and like make a difference Mm -hmm. so I did and obviously animal welfare is a huge thing there Mm -hmm. so they work with us three hours so it's like a huge global welfare kind of organization so I actually won an award to make a playpen for rats right so by doing that basically it's now used I mean universities use it all over the world use it for different animals whatever like Mm -hmm. so it's yeah that was one thing I said that I wanted to make a difference I then I did leave and went to work at the dick vet Mm -hmm. so I worked there and that was so so challenging I think yeah. seeing such ill animals because obviously mm-hmm. the dick vets getting referrals in from like all the over. worst of what's going mm-hmm. on yeah I 
and it was hard I was night shift as well so it was even harder so mm-hmm. it it took a toll but then obviously I'd worked in the research industry prior to that and I remember I remember vividly and this is again where you know the kind of controversial comments come in I know there's been a lot going on mm-hmm. when it comes to you know companies like this mm-hmm. and basically Boehringer is a huge huge veterinary pharmaceutical and it's used in every vet I worked in a private vets as well mm-hmm. Even my own animals being treated by Boehringer. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest clients like at the company where I worked at. And I just remember watching this animal be treated and watching it walk into the ICU and watching it walk like walk out again. Mm-hmm. And you that's where it hits you and you're kind of like, because you know what's going on behind all of this. I yeah. think that's where it's it's always been hard for me to process. Mm-hmm. So and again, people have all got their own opinions. They're like, oh, you're this or you're that. Mm-hmm. So it is mentally challenging because you do feel like you're doing the wrong thing. But when you see it from that perspective, I yeah. feel like it's... It's not black and white. And no. to get the results, you have to... Exactly. Yeah. And I would never have known any of this unless I'd worked. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, a lab where you see it, you know, you see it happening, you speak to, like, clients, things like that. You don't actually know what happens on the outside. So I think that was a huge kind of shock for me because then I didn't feel like, right, okay, this hasn't gone on for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, maybe treated a dog that's had heart failure or, you know, it is on the like the brink of dying basically. And then next minute it's walking out and it's yeah. healthy again. So that's definitely been a huge realization for me. But again, it's not where I want to be. And I know that. So working in the clin path has been good because I've been able to, you know, see human samples, things like mm-hmm. that. And I mean, again, it's, it's quite scary because you're maybe running tests on a human samples from Germany saying someone's got cancer you can mm-hmm. see that again it's still challenging but I know I really enjoy the research background but I want to move into the more as I said research of like different nutrients and vitamins yeah. for horses so it's still almost not quite veterinary but it is because yeah. it, it's what you're wanting to feed them daily so yeah. that's definitely made me get the experience to be able to try and move into that kind of yeah. new career so it is yeah yeah it's not everywhere I expected to be if I'm being honest yeah but no it's yeah that's so, so it's a different one mm-hmm. that's so fascinating I had no idea and I guess as well do you think having so Sky's obviously your your old horse that you yeah. had that had many issues that we've discussed at length <laughs> earlier yes. today but do you think like having her and kind of going through that whole process of like the veterinary work with her do you think that was something that sort of has led you down this path as well or is it something that you're already interested in so Yes and no, because basically, so Sky was treated for the ulcers with the imaprazole injection. Mm-hmm. So it used to be that the imaprazole was, you know, given to them 30 minutes before they had any hard feed. Yeah. It was just like an oral, I think it was a pace that they mm-hmm. would get. So you would give them that, but they said they have got this new drug in, it's imaprazole, it's a 20 mil injection, mm-hmm. I think, is it, or is it 60? It's a huge syringe anyway, <laughs> I'll tell you that. Massive needle, intramuscular, into the rump and poor thing had to get it done once a week for six weeks Mm -hmm. I mean she was so so well behaved especially Mm -hmm. getting a needle in the backside every time by the second scope we had seen that a lesion then formed so this amapristal injection again new to market it Mm -hmm. it has been used but Mm -hmm. it was you know the success stories were varied whether it worked for horses or never Mm -hmm. so she then went around another six week round of these injections plus sucralfate which was the like almost like a sugar paste so it would coat the line in her stomach so she got that 30 minutes before feeds twice a day then she got scoped again and they were cleared but they were like we still need to maybe just give her something to Mm -hmm. get the line in a bit better because where the lesion had then formed which was strange because it was there after the first round Mm -hmm. of the injections so we don't know if you know maybe the stress of getting the injections is then 
caused the lesion. So we kept her on Sucralfe and we had her on Mazoprostil tablets. Mm -hmm. Very, very toxic. You know, you can't handle them if you're pregnant, this and that. So she was then getting 24 tablets twice a day with Sucralfe. So it was a lot of treatment and Mm -hmm. it was all in the space of 12 weeks. The poor thing had been poked, prodded, starved, camera up the nose, you know. So it was intense for me to see but also it was more it's the preventive Mm -hmm. that really matters I think with ulcers so after all that treatment I mean the poor thing you know she had lost a lot of weight with the ulcers as you would expect but plus all the treatment it Mm -hmm. just got too much so I just focused more on feeding her the right feeds not Mm -hmm. feeding her too much and trying to get her back and I think after about four weeks she actually had a grass belly and that was the first time I'd seen it in over a year yeah so I think definitely again that's where the kind of you know supplements come into so I think being able to prevent things like that and be able to give them you know a supplement rather than go through the whole medical treatment because it was it was hard to watch her and get starved because by the third time she actually mildly colicked and that scared it scared the daylights out of me like it would any equine person with our horse so I think that really hit me and I was like I can't like starve this horse again again. she was starved three or four times out of the full ulcer treatment so again that's where you know I want to be able to work with so NAF I was speaking to about their new gut supplements Mm -hmm. they've got and she was telling me the signs behind them they've got Mm -hmm. two different ones one for it's if they've had gastric ulcer treatment so mm-hmm. it's like a pellet and it's been designed by vets so it basically you know keeps the acid levels lower mm-hmm. but also still treats where they've been treated so I'm not yeah. sure if it's got some sort of a maprazole in it and then the other ones you're more kind of it's your daily balancer that you'd give them to keep the acid down keep the line in clear things like that so mm-hmm. there's so much science into the back of that and again obviously I work in science already so just need to put that to good use yeah definitely. so no you see yeah it was crazy honestly it was the worst three months like having to watch her do that and the same when she collect I was yeah. like no it's so difficult as an mm-hmm. owner when you see them when you see them so ill and the th- and I guess that the hardest thing is knowing that you're actually doing the thing that's going to make her better exactly it's a really difficult thing to have to watch. Also really interesting about like all of the stuff that's going on like with research about ulcers and yeah. all of the different supplements that you'll get for all of the different mm-hmm. things that horses can have wrong yeah. with them. Because I think so often whenever you go to like big shows and you speak to people about supplements, they're like, oh, you can get this thing and it'll do this amazing thing for your horse. And you're like, well, how can you actually evidence that? Because exactly. you never actually know like how much research has been done into what you're feeding. Yeah. yeah. So it's really good to hear that obviously that that's... It sounds like it's something like sort of a developing field almost. Oh, it is. Like it's getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. As we were saying, it's so common. So actually when, so Hannah, the mare I've got in full loan, she's obviously moved from two different environments, not as much grass, quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I think just coming back into work and being in a, as I say, full new environment, mm-hmm. it was actually my saddle fitter that said, put her on a gut supplement because I think yeah. she was a bit gassy, mm-hmm. hence why she was sensitive if, say, putting the leg on. Mm-hmm. So I actually got the same supplement I'd got Sky, which was the NAF, I think it's GastroAid, because there's GastroVet and GastroAid, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we've went on the GastroAid and I've seen a huge, huge difference in her. She doesn't look as bloated almost. Yeah. Also, I mean, I've not ridden her yet, but she's not as sensitive for me being saying near her stomach and yeah. near her flanks. Like she's not maybe swishing her tail. So mm-hmm. Again, like she never had ulcers, but she was maybe showing symptoms that she was stressed and that her yeah. stomach was unsettled. So, I, and I think she's been on it well two weeks now since I got a new tub. And that's really good. They normally say that go for a full tub and they should be, you know, 
yeah there should be a difference but I mean that's a big difference but again it's different horses isn't yeah. it so and so often you don't know like when you buy something like you speak to someone at the yard and like oh I've got this horse and this amazing supplement and mm-hmm. it really works and then you put your horse on it and literally nothing happens yeah but that's like cameras like yeah. I've the cameras are so again controversial to what works what doesn't yeah. work and have you, you used know? any so I tried I was thinking of signed supplements okay. with Sky when yeah. she was you know doing her tantrums yeah. whatever I noticed a big difference yeah. on that like huge difference on the science supplement and prior to that I'd been given the top spit camera mm-hmm. but I didn't see much of a difference nor did the lady who gave me it she had yeah. a big thoroughbred as well so again it's but then it might work for someone that's got an endurance horse it's maybe perfect and yeah I mean x-racers are I don't think they've, there's a camera that can <laughs> really sort them out their brains are just wired but yeah. there's also you know some people say that they need to replace the magnesium mm-hmm. others say they can't have too much magnesium so it's yeah are they both magnesium one. based so the top spec one was and yeah. was sign I think sign supplement had some sort of magnesium but it wasn't it was a lower concentration okay. than say like you can actually buy is it the NAF like magnesium one or something I, yeah I swear by the NAF well well not the NAF one sorry I swear by the NUPA feed magnesium one Oh, someone at my yard uses Nupa feeds and she's noticed a huge difference. Yeah. It's got quite a big loading dose though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing I noticed when I was reading the back. (laughs) So many people swear by it. I actually got told to put Sky on it before, Mm -hmm. like just to see. But to be fair, she mellowed down on her own once she kind of gained a bit of weight and Mm -hmm. got a friend and she was actually fine. But I think it was just winter as well. She was, I mean, she was in. She had never lived in with me when I had her the full two years. So... Mm -hmm. It was a big difference. A big change, mm-hmm. a whole different routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Nupavid one I got because I got it specifically for eventing because I found that like Bella was fine at home, but like whenever I took her to an event, yeah. like she would just lose her mind. And so I, but I used the Nupavid because you could get the syringes. Yes, I did see someone selling them actually when I was looking. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely, it definitely did something. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm going to put her back on it for this season, but I've taken her off it again. And yeah. it was funny because like last season I'd give her the syringe and she She'd literally like fall asleep after the syringe. Oh, really? But now she gets to an event and she has a nap. So it's like she's maybe sorry to <laughs> she's think. She's like conditioned like, herself to so have a nap. I wonder if she's just mellowed down then. But I have heard like amazing reviews, and obviously they sponsor yeah. quite a lot of people as well. Nipper feed. Yeah, I'd never heard of it till someone at the yard mentioned it. So funny you say that. Yeah, because you don't see it like it's not sold in like say like our local no, shops, does like, it? Like order it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This isn't sponsored. This is just <laughs> just general chats. <laughs> our general review of our experience with the many supplements mm-hmm. that we've had to use on our horses. Well, as you over say, the there's so many. Like there's like the respirate one that you mm. get, and don't even get started on joint supplements. Oh, God, I know. I'm the same with Brea. Try to find. I think the first one we ever tried, and there wasn't many. Like back, God, how long ago was this? She's 29. So say 12 years ago, it was glucosamine and MSM yeah. by NAF. That was all we used to use because. Yeah there was that and I think the Equine America one yeah, was the other yeah. one the Equine America one had slightly more of everything mm-hmm. and so it was a slightly better deal <laughs> my farrier told me about that one I still laugh it was a farrier I used to use he said um his mum used to mix it in his yogurt and like our yogurt <laughs> the Equine America for the for our arthritis that's so funny and apparently she felt a difference and I was like oh well then but I, don't, I never tried Horse it in strength, yogurt joint supplement and yogurt to treat human arthritis that definitely doesn't sound like but he swore by Equine America no matter what he was like but I don't yeah. really don't see that much to be honest do nah. I mean, never used it you still get them I used to have Gypsy on it to be fair I had her on the glucosamine mm-hmm. one It and when she was in work I definitely noticed a difference she's not in work now so 
I can't really say. She just seems happy with it. So maybe. Yeah. yeah well next time try it with some yogurt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess moving on you've again we've also sort of started to touch on this already but what are what are your goals that you sort of have over the next few years what where do you see yourself kind of going so as i was saying i would like love to try and change my career to more equine based mm-hmm. and say if i could kind of keep in the science background like science or sales i feel like because i yeah. think again like i love to learn you've got the chat as well well and I used to be very shy. You would never think no that. Way. I used to not say a word and now <laughs> I don't shut up. <laughs> so like, I think that would be like, I really enjoy sales. I worked in a jewelers when I was 16, 17. Mm-hmm. So it like paid off, you know, you had, to, you had to actually walk up to people and say like, hello, how are you? And ask mm-hmm. them questions. So that made a huge difference to my confidence in a whole. So I think being able to move myself to that type of background, because as I was saying, I love to learn. I think mm-hmm. that's why I've stayed where I am because yeah. I've learned so much that you know I've had compliments on my CV if I've gone you know to other employers to find a job and they'll say god like you're I would say 23 at that point but how have you done so much because mm-hmm. if I go in somewhere I just try and pick up as much as I can and mm-hmm. that's where you know I was 21 and I'd won the global awards presenting at a global conference it was the most terrifying thing in my life but now I can still see it in my current work like it's forever on their web page which yeah. is still terrifying because you can hear yourself talking <laughs> but it's like it was so so good just to do that and I feel like I've made my mark I've mm-hmm. you know I've changed something in the welfare side which is what I want to do mm-hmm. time for me to try and move on so I think yeah trying to get in the equine industry but also you know really build the modeling like as I say grow yeah. my TikTok grow my Instagram a little bit try to get more content more photo shoots I mean I've got the two horses for it (laughs) but then they are both grey so (laughs) a lot of time bathing exactly spend more time bathing them than doing the photo shoot (laughs) but that's definitely where I want to be is just you know building up my portfolio I've not done a shoot for this year with them at all so I think now after all the stress with Sky and Mm -hmm. with work and things like that now I'm in a good place continue to try and get on the right career path Mm -hmm. and just continue to keep getting nice photos of my horses <laughs> I think like it's it's interesting that you said as well about like obviously not going to uni because I think like so many kids when you're at school you kind of just get funneled into like one mm-hmm. of two camps like when you're at school you're there you're just, like sit in that corner if you're going to go to uni and sit yeah. in that corner if you're not I don't know a binary way of looking at it but if you had gone to uni you wouldn't have been able to do all of the things that you've no, done and, exactly. and had all of the experiences that you've got so I think like you're a really good example of like not you don't have to follow a traditional path like you don't have to do x y and z like you can literally just go and do the things that kind of interest you most I think if you're still well like willing to learn I mean yeah I it wasn't that you know I didn't want to learn anything at uni or that I couldn't Mm -hmm. like I mean first year was hard you get Mm -hmm. modules thrown left right and center like anyone can do if you put your mind to it but I just felt like the whole environment you know wasn't for me I'm Mm -hmm. I've thrive on being able to do something and learn like I can read something yeah I'll pick it up but if I'm doing it you learn and so just, much better exactly so I think yeah. that's what you know the lab's been amazing for that and as I say I've made big changes there that's all I wanted to do because mm-hmm. as I said when I first started it wasn't where I wanted to be I wanted to leave in the first week because yeah. it was it was intense it's a lot and, to deal with at 18 years old like mm-hmm. it's a lot to see yeah and you're just kind of like you're oblivious to it as I was saying like yeah. it's not till you see it in real life or you know you know your family members getting treated for something that's when it all clicks and hits home mm-hmm. so I think now it's yeah it's just trying to use what I've learned and yeah I've been looking at going to open uni more just so I can you know try getting more of the research background of yeah. working with a brand but the, you know there's still ways I can go you can still go into sales you know mm-hmm. yeah they might want someone 
with like a business but then that's where it's not the paper is it it's how you are as a person yeah definitely as you say I can chat so maybe like <laughs> you could have someone with a degree that they're not talkative or they can come across quite rude mm-hmm. whereas you've got someone that's maybe done as you say like this and this mm-hmm. and they can talk and that's what they want they want to see someone that could sell their product or mm-hmm. could speak to someone again at Blair they must have got sick of speaking to me I'm like <laughs> what's this so what's this like asking all the questions but just like a good chat (laughs) and I think as well even just sort of like talking about like transferable skills like obviously doing all the modeling and all of like the content for that just Mm -hmm. sort of the process of doing that will give you the confidence that you can then kind of use in like lots of other aspects of your life like it's all totally totally transferable stuff isn't it well especially to say with like the whole brand you've got you know sales advisors going out you've got marketing mm-hmm. like there's so much out there now because social media is such a big thing mm-hmm. brands are wanting that they're wanting someone to yeah you know film content or do this deal with the whole social media side of things yeah. so that's why I'm just trying to broaden and be like know, as well-rounded as exactly as you can be, obviously so I mean the agency's taught me so much as I said yeah. I didn't have a clue about TikTok <laughs> <laughs> you know I can maybe do a 30 second video but it was nothing like I say transitions yeah bloody difficult so yeah. I'm not yet to try one with the horse, but when I do, I'm sure I'll forward it on. <laughs> Please <laughs> All show the me. bloopers as well. <laughs> um, so the final thing that I ask everyone is how have horses changed your life? Oh, like, good question. I mean, massively. I think when, obviously I'm Dutch, we established at the beginning. So we moved here when I was one. Mm-hmm. Obviously you can't ride till you're three. So I'd been on friends' horses as a baby, but started riding Shetlands and my mum never lets this go she's got videos of me on a Shetland at a riding school and I'm just bobbing away mm-hmm. and she's always said you're like jelly like you're just <laughs> literally like jelly like you've got no sense of position whatsoever just flopping but mm-hmm. well she's gonna do it at three and then I you know I wasn't lucky we weren't financially great or anything when I was younger so I would ride the Shetland pony I quit trampolining so I'd done trampoline and gymnastics and my dad found these two ponies and bumped into the woman. She said, well, I want one of them ridden. The one that was 10 hands, the one that could be ridden. <laughs> he was tiny. So I quit my trampoline and started riding him. And he just, I mean, he was a Shetland pony. He was mm-hmm. just absolutely brilliant. And, you know, he needed slightly broken in. So that just, you know, that changed my Tuesday night. So I was riding. <laughs> and then he was just amazing until the day I found out Graham. And through him, I found Charlie, who was a wee 12 2 Welsh. And who was there was Brea. She was in the same field and mm-hmm. she's changed my life. I mean, she's 29. I've had her 14 years, coming on 15. Yeah. Had that horse a long, long time. And yeah. my mum and dad was so grateful. They bought her for Christmas for me because she was being sold. You know, I never, ever thought that. <laughs> Honestly, like, I never, ever thought I'd ever have a horse because we just didn't have, you know, we weren't yeah. able to keep a horse. They're a big commitment, as we now know, because yeah. we pay for them ourselves. <laughs> so she's just oh she's been something else you know she was 15 when I got her but Mm -hmm. you know she couldn't hack on her own or she would never been to a show Mm -hmm. I mean I we came out for working hunter at the drum that is a huge deal that's a huge deal (laughs) there was nine in the class and we came (laughs) eight so you know just even doing that with her like I'd never I've never been out competing we've not had the transport the horse whatever but Mm -hmm. she's just been she's been the horse like everything hence why I've still got her mm-hmm. first horses never leave do they never that's why we still have ours but <laughs> no teeth <laughs> <laughs> exactly no teeth arthritis but they thrive cheeky buggers that they are <laughs> but no like she's she changed my life massively and if I never had her I wouldn't have the confidence that yeah to even have got an x-racer yeah I would never have thought I'm gonna get a five-year-old x-race horse and mm-hmm. yeah it didn't work out but we had a great year 
and now to know she's happy and obviously now I'm on my venture with Hannah again would never have had the confidence to kind of start with a five-year-old and you know almost start something new but Mm -hmm. you know Brea showed me she was 15 and was willing to do new things so she's she's literally the light at the end of the tunnel she's been the best thing I could ever ask for so and she's outliving me at this point so (laughs) (laughs) I know they go on forever don't they like Mm -hmm. you just keep looking at them and you're like I'll just keep shoveling grass buckets into you like all winter keep you going I feel like we've got a Guinness world record book coming (laughs) soon I don't know what the oldest one was in the UK but I'm sure they won't be far off I'm sure Gypsy and Brio will give whoever it was a run for their money I know like they'll be in their 50s before we know it (laughs) (laughs) they were in our bloody 50s as well right and we're still paying for them I know we're like oh gosh why should I give this up a long time ago (laughs) maybe someone will have invented horse dentures by then that's very true I keep joking that I like it Gypsy needs some new bottom teeth is it Brea's the same was it it was this year I found out she didn't have any she didn't have any teeth (laughs) how did you not know were they not like falling out or no, I've never found one oh and God. like she she doesn't stop eating. Wow. I know. The only thing that I did notice was struggled with a hay now, mm. but they would just get the bales in the fields and mm-hmm. she, she, well, she was turned out 24-7. But then the dentist came and said that like our bum was quite dirty and she oh. was like, that's because she's not chewing the hay mm-hmm. properly. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And our hay was quite long, like what we were saying earlier about it. Yeah. Even hay bales give us problems. <laughs> honestly like if you're not horsey like you don't even think about all of these things I end up talking to people at work about them I end up in a really involved conversation about how gypsy can't chew hay and it's like giving her an upset tummy yeah and like people are looking at me and they're like why on earth do you do this this is absolute insanity (laughs) it's when you call them a gummy bear to someone because my my dentist calls them gummy bears she's like oh they're just like you know typical gummy bears just feed them chopped grass or grass if you've got it and you're Mm -hmm. like oh my horse is a gummy bear people look at you like oh my gosh what the hell is she on <laughs> like how does she have a gummy bear horse but we know what we're talking we know about exactly what we're talking about and it all makes sense to us exactly oh Kaylee, thank you so much that's been absolutely amazing um before we finish is there anything else that you would want to talk about or cover well just I mean I think this is just amazing what you're doing and huge huge opportunity especially as we were saying I've not had you know financial opportunity or whatever work you put in or wherever you end up going yeah you you know you can do it yourself so I think that's one thing for people listening is never doubt yourself and just go for it and if you're not happy just if you can't get yourself out of the situation keep going because you'll never know what you'll learn or what you'll change as I've learned so I think yeah just stay positive and that's really good advice yeah I love that (laughs) I and I've loved hearing your story as well because I feel really bad like I brought you on because I was like I want to talk to you about a question was like there is so much there is just so many layers to that That it's like a dark horse like an onion (laughs) (laughs) you peel all the layers back I've got a lot going on under here (laughs) (laughs) that was absolutely amazing and I think it's been a really important story to share because I hope anyone listening to this will feel inspired thinking about all of the just the potential of opportunities that actually exist out there they are out there yeah they are you've just got to find them Mm -hmm. and that's what I mean you know you might end up in a situation you're like oh this isn't for me as I learned you know Mm -hmm. 18 year old silly but I made a huge difference and got a bloody certificate from like a global (laughs) organization which I would never have thought would have happened I made that small change that can make so many big changes for the future which I feel like you know we can't just it's never going to erase completely it's been done for so long so Mm -hmm. I think just being able to little changes keep gradually going Mm -hmm. you're going to have a huge outcome at the end so I think yeah you've just got to keep going snowball effect exactly definitely thank you so much that was amazing thank you for having me I really enjoyed it (laughs) 
I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as we enjoyed making that. I thought that was such a fascinating conversation to be a part of, just to kind of hear all about Kaylee's different experiences. And I think that Kaylee is such a good example to anyone listening of just what can be achieved when you have like a really open and positive mindset I think it's really apparent when you speak to her like just how kind of sort of open she is to just any sort of experience and she's just like she's a yes person like she'll just be like yeah I'm gonna give that a try and I think that's the just the exact sort of attitude that you can need to have to find success when you're wanting to work with horses and I mean wanting to work anywhere but particularly with horses because I think you have to have a mindset of staying open to things and not getting yourself fun into what you have kind of been taught is the way that you do things like there's many right ways to approach a situation and yes there's many wrong ways too but there's almost as there's more there's probably more right ways to approach a situation than there is wrong ones and I think that she just she articulates it all so well doesn't she and what I really liked about that was you can really see just how many kind of different avenues there are we're just sort of talking at the end like about transferable skills obviously and I think again like this has been something I think I said it in the last episode as well since the pandemic like how much things have changed and it was just interesting kind of listening to her talk about all of the the digital skills that she's working on developing and I think that's something that certainly for our generation is something to sort of bear in mind and to and to work with and, and build on yes the question industry is a very practical one it's very outdoors it's very hands-on but in terms of reaching people achieving success in order to build in the real world you need to kind of do the digital stuff too and it was just I think really cool just to see like how it all sort of like interlinks and how like even though you can end up down one avenue you can still end up finding meaning in something and then actually that then sort of springboards you further into a future that you maybe hadn't fully anticipated or realized was on your horizon so yeah I'm really really grateful for Kaylee coming on to share her story I really hope you enjoyed listening to that if you are interested in the work that equine qualifications uk cic is doing please follow us on social media at equoc and the website is now live which is www.equoc.org thank you so much for listening and i will see you next time